Welcome to Connected with Coast Autonomous, where our mission is to keep people moving and keep business moving safely. Today, we are joined by a great friend of Coast that we have been fortunate to have as one of our advisors. He's an author, a historian, a lawyer, and from 2001 to 2010, the mayor of St. Petersburg, which is Florida's fourth largest city. I'm delighted to welcome Rick Baker. Hello, Rick. Good morning, Adrian. Good morning, Pierre. How are you all today? Good morning, Rick. Uh, I should just point out that we also met through motorsport, and would I be right in saying that there is a hint of a hint of gasoline running through your veins? <laughs> yeah, as, as you know, Adrian and Pierre, I, I was... Uh... When I was growing up as a boy, I lived for a, a number of years about a mile from the speedway in Indianapolis. And, and uh, there's just a law in Indianapolis that you can't live that close to the, the, the circuit without becoming a big IndyCar fan. So yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm an IndyCar fan. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great to know, Rick. And, and, I, and I have a feeling that you might have been responsible for bringing a, a, a certain race to St. Petersburg. Well, as, as, as uh, when, when I became mayor, uh, as uh, we, we put a team together specifically with the idea of bringing an IndyCar race to downtown St. Petersburg, and, which was kind of a, a crazy idea at the time because IndyCar had never run on a, anything other than an oval uh, up until that point. And so we, it was a process of first uh, convincing the local community that this was a good idea, keep in mind, one of the circuit we wound up developing went around a about a 28-story retirement condominium, and and the the noise from the, the race was not something that they were going to be pleased with, and and uh, and 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 they just weren't the community just wasn't didn't know what IndyCar could do for the for the city. So you first had to convince them, and then had to convince the rest of the you know uh, Tony George and and uh, uh, Michael Andretti and. Kevin Savory and, and all the rest of the world that, that, that this would be a good thing. We now have, uh, of course, the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg. It's, uh, I, I think we're approaching our 16th year uh, running one of the, one of the most successful, you know, races on the IndyCar circuit. And, 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 and it really has become an institution in downtown St. Petersburg. More importantly, it's how I got to know uh, you, Adrian, of course, with, when you were working with Dan Weldon, who was a St. Petersburg resident at the time and a, and a good friend of all of us. And, and, uh, and so, yes, uh, the, the IndyCar, it, it's, it's, I, I find it, you know, when I was a, a little boy, I could stand on my front porch in, in, in Indianapolis, and whether it was the time trials or the race itself, I could hear the, the winding of the engine, uh, engines, you know, a mile or two from my house, uh, from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And, not, and, and the joy I've had is my children growing up for the last 16 years have had been able to stand on their porch and hear those same cars, you know, a mile and a half away from their house as well. So it's a joy to have IndyCar at St. Pete. That's fantastic. Thanks for sharing uh, that story, Rick. And it, it's a great example of, I, I know, the efforts that you went to as mayor to bring world-class events to St. Pete to create a really vibrant downtown which which leads nicely into the topic for for this podcast which is how can autonomous vehicles improve cities and make them more walkable and i know that's one of pierre's favorite subjects uh, so i'll hand over to you pierre thank you adrian 
So, Rick, we've seen the impressive uh, improvement you, you brought to St. Petersburg when you were mayor. Uh, could you tell us how, you, how was the city when you started to take responsibility and how you brought especially the city center where it is now? Well, thanks, Pierre. The, 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 uh, you know, it's, I, I'm a belief that uh, a downtown is the heart of the city. We, we went through a period of, of after World War II of the, really the suburbanization of the, of the country where we moved out of our downtowns and a lot of our downtowns collapsed. And, 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 and what I consider to be the hearts of the city were sick in an awful lot of cities around the country. And, and I, I think the last 20 years, I, I started as mayor of 2001, uh, we, we really were kind of at the forefront of the re-urbanization of, of the country. And, and the idea is, if you want to have a healthy city, you have to have a healthy heart, you have to build your downtown into a vibrant, active place where people can go to events and they can go to activities and they can live downtown, they can walk around downtown. It should be very pedestrian scale, pedestrian friendly. You shouldn't have to get into a car to do stuff. And, and, if, and if you can accomplish that, people will start to feel different about your city. You have sidewalk cafes, you have arts, museums. And when we attacked it in downtown St. Pete, we attacked it at all fronts. And I could, I, that, this really isn't the topic here, but, but it's, we, we went after the arts and culture. We went after uh, sports and entertainment, like bringing a Grand Prix race that, that's you know, shown in 200 countries around the world and, and is a great thing for the city. We did it by you know, the little things seemingly like sidewalk cafes, but also the architecture and how you build the architecture into it. I don't like looking at parking garages from the sidewalk. I think they should be hidden, internal, and, and you should be able to kind of get around. We built bike paths all over the city, citywide, but we built them in the downtown. We have, I think we probably have eight bike path systems emanating out of our downtown right now, especially now in the time where we are right now, very heavily used, very active for the city. So yeah, we, we work very hard to make it a place, coffee shops, restaurants, you know, offices, workplaces, College camp. We brought a St. Pete College campus downtown. We expanded the USF campus downtown. All that stuff brought in theaters. All that. It just it was an is an enormous effort uh, to make it into what is now. I don't think there's any doubt about it. It's it's it, it would be considered the most vibrant urban core in the, in the state of Florida right now, and and it is certainly one of the one of the strongest downtowns in the United States. Yes, yeah, thank you, and it's very. Very impressive. Um, so you, you know that uh, at cost, the reason why cost went into autonomous vehicle was uh, because we were looking for, as a European, uh, uh, for a way to uh, give city back to pedestrian and people rather than cars. And we don't like cities built for cars, but we like uh, campuses and, and cities to, to, to be completely workable. How, how do you think, um, um, autonomous vehicle um, for people transportation could be uh, installed, set up in city center to improve this livability? You know, I have loved the idea of the coast autonomous vehicle from the first time, you know, Adrian shared it with me uh, a little while ago. I just, it, it just seems to fit what I believe cities would be. I, I believe if you can, if you can go someplace without having to get into a car, 
and drive there yourself and find a parking space and get out of that car. Uh, then, but if you if you're on your own, you know, if if all of us have kind of traveled around cities around the world where we didn't have to have a car, we could just we could just get around on our own. And if you can do that, you feel differently about your city. You feel more connected. You feel like you, you feel more empowered uh, because I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to worry about where am I going to park, where, whether I can get a car. I can just get up and go. And I think that's so, so important. You know, it, it, it's, it's a side thing, but we I, I put a, playground, a policy in place called Playing Close to Home in the City, where I built a playground within a half-mile walk of every child in the city. And I did that because I wanted people to feel they didn't have to get in the car to go do something, that they could just walk there and they could enjoy that as with their neighbors and, and all that. So as far as what 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 uh, the autonomous vehicle does to you is for you is it is it it, it, it enables that. It's not just about uh, pedestrian walkability, which I think is very important, but walkability is kind of a link. It, it's it's a, it's a component of the overall effort to allow people to move themselves. And I think that's what's so important. You know, I am empowered to move myself. I can do it on a bicycle. I can do it by walking. I can do it by hopping on an autonomous vehicle and going from one place to another. And, and, and I, can, I, I, I know that, that I, I am able to get myself wherever I want to go within whatever this community is without having to find a car and get in a car and drive there and get a parking space, which I think disconnects you. I, I really, it's, I, I don't quite know how to describe it sometimes, but I really think what, what the moment you have to get in the car and turn the engine on and put it in drive and start to go, you're disconnected from where you are to where you're going to be. You don't feel as empowered. And I, and I don't know how to explain that, but I think it's a fact. I think it's, that's why people love some of the European cities where they can just go and they can, they, they, they have places to hop on and hop off and all that sort of thing. That because they feel empowered without the need for a, a driving a vehicle to, to do that. What the autonomous vehicle does is, is it, it, it provides you with that power. You have the power. You get on when you want, you get off when you want, you, 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 you can walk to where you're going to go. Uh, and, and now what it opens up, it opens up the entire uh, uh, smorgasbord of downtown to your access. And, and, and that's beautiful. I love it. I love it. Thank you very much. I love this idea. You, you presented it very well. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's a fact. I get, I get really pumped up about it. And what I love about it, something about it's funny because all of us have also been on trolleys with have drivers and all that. Somehow we feel more empowered if we're getting out of a vehicle that somebody else is not driving. And I, it's, it's, it's almost like, uh, you know, the metro in some of the cities. If I can hop in and hop off a metro, then I feel more empowered than if I, even than a bus when there's a driver. I don't know why that is, but I think it's a fact. And, and, it's, and it's, it's this concept of me being able to move myself around this community without relying on somebody else to do it. I, I can just do it. And I can, I can be flexible on it. I can go wherever I want to go. I can turn around and go back the other way if I want. And I, and I know I can get there uh, just by having the, the ability to, to, to either walk or, again, ride a bike or hop on a unmanned vehicle and have it take me where I want to go. I think it's a, it's a great thing. I also think I should, I, I'm talking a lot, but I also think that, that it, 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 it is, it is a part of the cool factor. You know, one, one of the things I set out is to make St. Petersburg a cool city. If you got a grand Prix race, if you've got an IndyCar race running around the downtown, 
you're a cool city. If you have the Salvador Dali Museum with this magnificent collection and magnificent facility in the heart of your city, you're a cool city. If you bring 10 to 15,000 people downtown every week, every Saturday to a farmer's market, that is just an amazing place with music and activities and, and, and fresh food and farmer's food and stuff you can eat and places to sit in the shade and enjoy yourself and listen to music and meet people and talk to your friends. That's a cool city. Well, autonomous vehicles are, are a huge cool factor for any community that wants to have it. You know, we went to, we went to uh, USF, as you know, we were all there together and, 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 uh, we just we just were doing a demonstration project of this of the autonomous of the coast autonomous vehicle going back and forth back and forth uh, down just one strip of a park in, in, in at the USF campus in Tampa and 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 the students were just blown away by it because of the cool factor because they see it as man this is cool this they see that as a piece of their future. That's what they see. But it's not, you know, I'm a little older than those students, but I still see it as part of my future too. And I, I, I feel this is really cool. I, I want to, I want to, I want that to be part of my community. I want to be part of that. And, and, and if, and if you're in a downtown, like, like I described in St. Peter's now, and then you put in an autonomous vehicle running around, you're, you're just going to, you're going to be have people say, you know, I want, I want to live in that city. <laughs> I want to live in that city. And, and, and uh, so I think that's what, that's what autonomous vehicles brings to it. Because everybody knows, everybody knows this is where the world's going. Everybody knows that, and 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 it's just a matter of what is the timing of that. And 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 I think that the autonomous vehicles are going to be the first in line of all. I'm sorry, the the low speed shuttle is going to be the first in line of all autonomous vehicles coming forward. You know, we we read about all the you know worldwide autonomous vehicles going on. But if if you go if you're going to go 70 miles an hour down an interstate. That's a much more difficult and, and dangerous proposition than going 20 miles an hour on an autonomous low-speed shuttle in, in a downtown city. And so, so I believe these low-speed shuttles, the, the coast shuttle, is going to be the first, if not among the first, if not the first among the first, that are going to be deployed around around the world because because it's going to be because of the ability to do it uh, at a very safe basis and with the, with the technology that we have. Thank you very much. Um, you know, with this COVID situation, it seems that the, the, it seems we, we see that a huge increase in uh, home deliveries and uh, uh, of goods and food and everything like that. So um, it's being said that autonomous vehicle will help on this matter. Uh, that being said, do we want uh, uh, autonomous, small autonomous, whatever delivery? Uh, uh, seeing on the curbside, um, how would you, as a mayor, how would you organize this uh, this delivery? Where, how would you see it as a solution? And well, you know, anybody that's willing to bring uh, open wheel cars going 200 miles an hour into the heart of their downtown is is, is willing to try new things, you know. <laughs> and so, I, I would I would say that. Um, uh, again, for all the reasons I've just described, I would be very aggressive in, in um, I, I'd, I'd obviously I look at the safety issue of everything that we did, uh, but I would be very aggressive in trying to deploy autonomous vehicles in various ways in the community. You described deliveries and, and I, I think that will be part of it as we go. You know, but it's as simple as um, 
it, it could be as, as diverse of an idea as as reading water meters. You know, so, so there are there you have people driving around a city through the alleys reading water meters. Well, you don't really need a person in the vehicle to do that. If you if you have a barcoded water meter and you go around, and you, you, there's the technology there is to read it, mm-hmm. and 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 so uh, and you could and that's the type of thing you could do at 3 a.m. when there aren't people out on the road, and there are there are there's there's functions of the city government, county government that that are uh, that are necessary that you could deploy these type of vehicles in to 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 do delivery. You know, you're, let's say you're out at a a, uh, a a site when you're you're working on a water main or something like that, and you need something brought out to you, rather than send a guy back and send somebody else back, you could have an autonomous vehicle just from the water department clicked in and, and, and deliver it uh, directly to wherever you are. You can pick it up, whatever it is. Think of the, you know, the, you have a problem with a, uh, 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 you know, a, a vehicle on the road that, that needs needs to be fixed or needs something. The delivery of it. I'm, I'm really boring into the functions of the city government uh, beyond the consumer aspects of it, which is what you were describing, Pierre, which I think are also very strong. And we're seeing it now. I mean, it's it's anybody watching this video has probably purchased ten times more online in the last four months than they than they did the rest mm-hmm. of the rest of their life because we've we've all converted to that now. Even groceries, we've converted it to. Mm-hmm. So I. I, I more and more and more. If you can, if you can, if you can, uh, there's no reason that you have to have a, a body in that vehicle to be able to transport it around. And I think more and more we're going to see that. More and more we're going to see uh, various ways of deploying these these technologies. It's it's kind of like when when they started the um, the, uh, the 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 cell phone. You know, the, 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 and, and then they, then they went to the smartphone. Well, the ways of utilizing the smartphone were only limited by the imagination of the people at, at, at uh, that were that were at Samsung and Apple and, and and all the all the people in their garage building apps and everything else. They're only limited by the imagination of the world. And and once you have a autonomous technology, I think the I, the ways in which it can be implemented will be. Well, I don't think we even I don't think we even have thought of. One percent of the ways that it can be deployed once it gets out there. That's a very good analogy. I like it. Very yeah. good. Yeah, Thank you sure. very much. Adrian, anything else you would love to add? Um, no, I think um, I think that was a fantastic discussion on on walkable cities uh, and the many applications for autonomous vehicles to benefit the urban environment. So, Adrian. Adrian, can I bring up one other thing, please? Um, I, 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 because I, I, I was thinking about this last night. I'm involved in, um, you know, the the first wave of reurbanization came to the big cities like St. Petersburg, but but it it hasn't hit the mid-sized and smaller cities to the same degree. They still have, they still they still are not quite as built up, and they did not as vibrant and active with the restaurants and cafes and all that. But it's, it's coming, and I'm involved in that effort in Florida through cities all over Florida, mid-sized, small cities all over Florida. And what, what I like about the autonomous vehicles is when you start talking about transit, if you want to go to a, 
you know, uh, a, a Boston or a New York or something. And the idea of building a major transit system with rail and and and, mm. and right away purchased and the it, could, it, it takes it takes if you if you decide you're going to do one line in a major city today today it's going to take you 20 years before mm. it is it is activated 20 years mm. because by the think about the cost of the, the, the planning the effort the right away work with the department of transportation and 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 all that it, it's going to take that long but you can do an auto, auto autonomous vehicle in a minute, you know, and, and, and it, so when you get into, so like, for instance, I'm very involved in Winter Haven, Florida, really cool mid-sized city in the center, about halfway between St. Petersburg and Orlando. Mm -hmm. and, and, and they're never going to put a transit system, you know, a rail transit metro system in downtown Winter Haven. It's not going to happen. But they could, in a, in a heartbeat, put a, a autonomous vehicle that starts running on a circuit uh, around their downtown to deliver people around, and and I think it's so I, I think it's it's good for the the larger cities, you know. But I think also when you start talking about the smaller and mid-sized cities, I think it's going to make this idea of walkability and transit and, and connectivity and 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 I really I call, I call it the mobility of the individual is really what we're talking about. I I I think it's going to make it so much more accessible to the mid-sized cities and the smaller cities as well. Like the Winter Haven, where I do so much work, in. and others. I've been, I've been, to, I've been to every, every mid-sized, smaller city in Florida, and, and all of them could use this kind of thing in their downtown centers. So I wanted to get that up. Thanks. No, I think that's great, and that's all about sort of building community and and really creating that sort of fabric of uh, you know connecting people together. And we um, should remember that we should remember that that what we're doing is not just doing. This is not just about transit or walkability. What we're trying to do is improve the quality of life of the people that live in our community. That's what we're doing. We're trying to improve the quality of life of the people that live in our communities. This is a tool mm -hmm. of doing that. Mobility of the individual, autonomous vehicles, walkability, pedestrian scale, all that are tools that we use to improve that quality of life for people in our communities. And that's what I, that's what I love about Coast, Coast Autonomous, because uh, it is at the forefront, literally in the world, of a, of a group that's doing it. Well, that, that's great, Rick. We really appreciate it. We, uh, uh, we've loved having you on, on our podcast today. And- um, Good to be here, thank you. Uh, thank you, Rick. And uh, we hope you enjoyed the podcast and please join us again for more Connected with Coast Autonomous. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Pierre.